Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Tom Scholey, author of Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics and Fantastic Four Grand Design. Jimmy and I are going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the end of this month, June 2022, for Heroes Con. Stop by, check us out. We also want to invite you to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So hit that bell icon so that uh, you can be delivered these videos whenever we post new ones. Uh, that helps mitigate the kayfabe effect, which is what happens whenever we talk about a certain subject, a certain comic. Uh, we show reprints of things that have been long out of print by early afternoon, midday, that evening. Uh, the comics that we talk about disappear uh, off of the aftermarkets of Amazon, eBay, and your local comic shop. So the people who get the videos the earliest get their first dibs on, on these comics. And if you watch these videos to the very end that uh, pushes our YouTube content out to other comic book loving YouTube uh, viewers. Helps us grow our subscriber base. Uh, we recently hit 62,000 subscribers and we wanna thank you guys very much, but it's only a small percentage of the way to that 6.2 million subscriber base that we've been lusting over for uh, these many years uh, since we've created the channel. Tom Shioli's guest host in the house, man. And uh, today we're gonna be looking at issue two of the Harvey comic, Boys Ranch, put together by the illustrious duo of Simon Kirby, and when in a crunch, a little Mort Meskin, a little Bob Powell on uh, on on the inks here and there, man. Uh, this is an accessible way to get your hands on the Boys Ranch comics. Uh, Marvel in the mid '90s uh, connected with Joe Simon to put out uh, two two hardcover books, Boys Ranch and uh, Fighting American. And you would see the ads for these and I believe it's around the Heroes Reborn era mm -hmm. of Marvel Comics when Rob and Jim Lee were over there, um, you know, shaking up the, the, mm -hmm. the big properties. Uh, but this is, Boy's Ranch is a, is a comic that uh, I remember seeing articles with Jack Kirby citing this is like some of his crown, crowning achievements. He, he, he called some of these comics a masterpiece. Yeah, if... If you asked him, like prior to the seventies, oh, what was the greatest thing you'd ever do, you've ever greatest story you've ever done? It would be like one of the boys' ranch stories. So we're going to take a look at issue number two from December nineteen fifty. It is a Harvey comic. Uh, so this is a period of time when Joe Simon, Jack Kirby are still packaging stuff together. And I and I love Joe Simon's inks on top of uh, Kirby. I love these weird marks and what he does mm -hmm. with the drapery. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a huge Kirby fan and I love it. and like this this particular page is nice enough, but this the the art in here in general, like particularly the surface quality of it, the inking. If if I wasn't coming at this with an understanding of Kirby's, I would be very uh repulsed and turned off, but like it just doesn't like there's so many artists of that era that have a much more inviting, smoother surface where this just you know, feels like it's like pushing me, pushing me away. It's it's really uh, fun to think about the juxtaposition between the Kirby and the Ditko when they really started singing at Marvel compared to what was going on at DC, where DC was about antiseptic, yeah, plastic, uh, clip arty mm -hmm. type artwork, and they were rough around the edges. And this is much more so, like yeah. these kind of marks, this very is... dull, blunt inking like i like a rough around the edges approach but this feels like it's pushing the roughness so far and 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 so and the the sort of newsprint and stuff alleviates it a little make makes it you know a very uh you know readable in spite of all that busyness but when you're looking at that uh reprint 
where this stuff is in stark blackness. Right. It is so like it. It's it's repulsive. Again, not 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 so much the the front pages, but it's like, and again, like I have an appreciation for this stuff, you know, historically, but it just. You know, I, I could see if, if I saw this when I was like 12 years old or something, I'd be so turned off. <laughs> I got hold of the Boys Commandos reprints, mm -hmm. uh, and that was my first um, experience with Simon and Kirby. Yeah. And these comics are great boys comics. Like, as a yeah. little kid, just freaking loved those boys ranches. Couldn't get enough of them. I never got a chance to check out, like, Newsboy Legion ever. Yeah. I don't know how you, how you get your hands on that. Yeah, they would be like in the back of New Gods issues okay. when they went to like the higher page count. And like just the title Boys Ranch makes me think of like Boys Life. And this is kind of like a magazine, you know, because yeah, it's it got is. articles about how to be a cowboy right. in between the, uh, the the stories. Yeah, it's a whole package. It's it's rainy day fun for boys and girls, yeah. highlights type shit. Wouldn't be surprised if we find a maze or something. Right. When you break down the characters, just... Just uh, the thing about Kirby characters, like you understand them with the image. And if I just gave you the names out of order, right. you're going to be able to name these cats. You're yeah. going to be able to put that the name with the, with the correct people. I do love that it's like featuring Clay Duncan. Like, like, yeah, he's like, the guy like, they're trying to like, put over. Yeah. He's the hero. Like, he, like he matters. He's, he's uh, the Lone Ranger. Yeah, and they drop that on, on that like reprint volume. It doesn't mention Clay Duncan anywhere. Right. But he is he is the hero. He's, it's, it's like he's the guardian you know, with with the Newsboy Legion. Yes. And he looks like some of Kirby's earliest characters. That's like Mercury or, or um, what, what's his, uh, Hurricane, or, you know, those like early Marvel stories. And all these boys, they stick to type yeah. from from word go. So, except, but like Angel, he's, the, he's that one, it's like when you have, uh, you know, the head of like a mafia and his name is Mr. Big, but he's right. three feet tall. Angel is a little devil and he's straight up Willing to shoot, yes, he Gabby that, Hayes. That would like he would be dead, except <laughs> that you know, yeah, Gabby Hayes takes his uh, <laughs> I think he's called Wee Willie Weehawken, maybe. Yeah, he, yeah, he takes the bullets out of his guns every night, but yeah, he's pulling the trigger with intent to kill. <laughs> you know what? He he's like, this is a Kirby type, he's commandy, he's yeah. like this dangerous little kid with with curly blonde locks, you know. This, and a feral he's like a like a like a feral yeah, he child a, a, a murderer but you know he's he's got a good heart and, and maybe something in him knew that there weren't bullets maybe he could subconsciously tell by the weight that there were no bullets in there and <laughs> right. he, would, he wouldn't have fired otherwise he's all bluster yeah kind of kind of like kirby yeah because i mean these characters like you said you establish who they are immediately and so you get to have this nice little ecosystem yes it's 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 filled with, you know, in, in sort of a genre where it's like, okay, there's Superman all by himself. Like, he, th there's there's a world going on here. Kirby's taking, he's creating a world and and taking you into it. Yeah, yeah. He's the, like, uh, Clay Duncan is the capable big brother. Uh, the Gabby Hayes fellow, Wee Willy Wonka or whatever the fuck. Wee Willy Wee Hawk. <laughs> he, like, he's, he's the... Uh... He's the butler, man. He's he's yeah. he's Jeffrey to Fresh Prince, man. He's, he's making sure that everybody gets the proper vittles. Yeah, he, he's Alfred. And, and yeah, Clay Duncan gets... So you have these sort of comedic characters, and then Clay Duncan can just be, like, pure hero. And, like, the, the plot of this is really interesting. And it's broken up into, like, three stories, but it's really one continuous narrative. Which, which is interesting, because, because when it ends and it goes to, like 
you know, real cowboy lingo or whatever. Yeah. You're like, I don't think I was satisfied by that story. <laughs> well, and the, then there's a title page that's yeah. not even saying chapter two. Right. Well, because the idea of comics back then was like you wanted more for your money. You wanted more stories. So yeah. one long story, what a ripoff. So if you have these like title breaks. But I think Kirby's natural inclination was to, to go more long form. And and the story's interesting. A lot of stuff going on. It's, they're, they're, it's very dense. And um, there's like a um, arms dealer who's like selling guns and trying to start up like a war. And, um, and then there's this like new gun in town and they don't like he's acting tough. They don't know anything. And something about his face makes me think, you know, he's, he's all hat and no cattle or whatever. All sizzle, no stick. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's come. And so they're going to send this guy, they're going to pump this guy up and send him to, to try and kill um, Clay Duncan. Just look at the acting of these guys. Also, the stoicism mm-hmm. of this character, it doesn't look much different than the Shane parody that John yeah. Severin did in the Mad Comics, mm-hmm. where he's just staring ahead as other people are talking. I mean, he, this is a wooden statue. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's talking him up. Like, everybody's talking about how deadly this guy, but he's a stranger in town, so nobody knows for sure. He does have the uh, Shallow Cowboy shirt. Mm hmm. Time to pay some bills. Ed Piscor and I are working cartoonists. The best way to support cartoonist kayfabe? Buy our comic books. Red Room, Trigger Warnings. Issues 1 through 3 now available in comic shops everywhere, barring uh, 28 countries and I think 11 comic shops where it's banned. But you can ask for this and order it from virtually any comic shop. Who knows, they might pull them out from under the covers. Red Room, Trigger Warnings 3, the second season of Red Room. Every Red Room cover self-contained, so pick up whichever one you find and you'll get a complete story along with Red Room anti-social network the trade paperback of the first season available now wherever books and comics are sold hulk grand design monster madness a retelling of the 60-year history of the incredible hulk i am writing drawing coloring lettering the whole shebang the grand design way and this is available now in comic shops everywhere both issues the complete story of the incredible hulk's rich history pick that up now wherever comics are sold and back to our regular scheduled programming angel takes it upon himself clay duncan has to turn down this challenge and 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 make himself look look like like he's he's got he's yellow bellied like yeah. he's got he's got he's got no guts he's got uh, lily livered it's gonna hurt his it's gonna hurt his rep but but he's he's not emotional and he doesn't really care that much about that part because there's there's a bigger fish to fry and we have to see who the hell is giving these guns to the native americans and 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 riling them up yeah and and um Angel's going to go in his stead. Because Angel, yes. Angel's just looking for a fight. And then there's this setting up. Like, this doesn't pay off till later in the story. But Palomino is going off, and, and, and she she's all duded up. <laughs> there's, like, an endless amount of uh, horses for these people. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, it is a rant. To go do their thing. But, of course, Wee Willy Wonka, <laughs> he just gets a little ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is perfect for his character. Yeah, like, I'm not as versed in the Western genre, but, like, I get the impression these are all very, like, solidly established types. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and that in a movie, there's no way this guy gets a horse. Right. <laughs> in fact, he's probably walking next to the donkey. It, this kind of stuff makes me so curious with the workload that we know Kirby had, like, at his desk. Like, how do you ha- ever have time to take any information in? Are there right. still, like, uh, Western radio programs that you can listen to or something? And then it's a whole new kettle of fish when you have the, the, the visuals that you need reference to and things. 
Yeah. They, throughout this story, there's occasional silent panels, and they're yeah. all great. And yeah. This is just great. He steps and a lot of verbiage, a lot of verbiage. Oh, very. I found this story very readable. Yeah, too. yeah totally. It, you know, even the age of it and and the amount of verbiage. But he steps, and then the the words stop, and everybody's everybody's scramming because because Angel walked in. It is funny that like when you when you sort of just isolate this, this could be all dead bodies. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, the magic of comic storytelling context <laughs> and a little angel man we're, we're, we're seeing where his marksmanship goes and he's i i was i was really wondering about this because i'm like you know it's 1950 it's before before the, the code the code when they like, when harvey would reprint these a couple years later they th this stuff would get butchered there would you know there'd be no fire coming out there'd be no cloud there might not even be a gun in his hand he might just be like pointing his finger <laughs> like this stuff got butchered yeah so i was curious like okay man angel he ta talks all that game let's see what he does and uh just cuts the tip of the sh cigar cuts the belt off yeah makes his pants fall down all you know just fun uh you know cowboy stuff and yeah that what that that cliche of like you're gonna he, he's not going to shoot the guy. He's going to shoot the gun out of his hand. Yeah. You know, and then it raised this like whole generation thinking that that's like a real thing. Right. But there will be the uh, little featurettes and stuff where it's, yeah. where it's like, uh, what's it called when a, when a guy does that with the hammer? Like real cowboys oh, right. do not. Yeah. Yeah. Fanning. Yeah. Fanning. And so it does sort of have an ending of, so it sort of ends on a joke. So you could almost, you know, like, okay, that, but there were enough sort of like soap opera elements set in motion that like, you know that you're left dangling you're like yeah. what that's it yes now there's a couple of these spot illustrations and i'm thinking these are kirby self inking okay. this stuff looks a lot like when kirby inks something yeah man because it's definitely not simon on him yeah we're seeing the small glimpses and the proportionality and some of the posing is certainly kirby-ish so you might be right man and if not it's it'll be like one of those bob powell type characters because like i i don't uh joe simon is not inking this figure yeah, I wonder. I mean, there's it, no way. It doesn't feel like a Kirby pencil, but maybe like some of this stuff in the background makes me think of Simon. But again, like all the guys in the shop are kind of trained to to duplicate the style. Th these moments are a lot of fun, and I feel like you could make a like just the idea of like you're reading a comic about cowboys. Here's how you become a cowboy. Right. Here's the things you need to know to be a cowboy. Like, what a great idea. There's our fanning bit. Yeah, fanning, and then um, there's like. Uh, He's got calluses from patting himself on the back. Grass hunting is when you get thrown from a horse. Yeah, it's all, it's all yeah, it's lingo. Cowboy lingo, yeah. You're, you're if you read enough issues of Boy's Ranch, you'll become a cowboy. <laughs> this one here makes me think they're showing you, like, if you need to eat a horse. I know, right? Because <laughs> you see the pig version of that? Yeah. Because, like, loin and flank, why do you ever need to know what mm -hmm. the, where the flank of a, fi of a horse is? Though when I was in Japan, I did eat some horse sashimi. They they called the uh, weak coffee belly wash. I like that <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And and so then yeah, you get these beautiful like these are some of Kirby's like best drawings. And uh, he had one hanging up in his house of like a bar fight when he does these double page spreads in Boys Ranch, just going to town. Um, unfortunately, not part of the story. You know, like I I'd love it if you were reading a Boys Ranch story and then you turn the page and this is like a moment in the story. Right. Like there are pure illustrations. Paste up lettering back here and stuff right there. Yeah. This is kind of also like when you'd get those, when Kirby would draw like a map or some, or like here's Asgard. Yeah. You know, it's got that, it's setting this 
environment for you of four massacres, uh, the name of the, the town that's central to this series. The, this brush that Joe Simon used makes me feel like he probably like used the same brush from Captain America or so. It's just it's the same very, very blunt, dead. But I like I yeah, like you, it. yeah, like it, it is just purely an aesthetic reaction. And it I I find it repulsive. Like, yeah, and that's just my own, you know, just, just personal gut level taste. It it repels me, but I could see how somebody would would love this stuff and, and fall into it, especially a comics maker and a mark maker, because the mark making is very evident here. Yeah. And and it is a form of that like Kirby squiggle. Like it's a different kind of mark making, but it's a it's like a, a language, a calligraphy. So now we got the tease of what Palomino is up to. Now we're gonna sort of see her going off on her adventure. Yeah, we gotta see what Clay and uh, Palomino are up to. Do you think uh, Kirby used a Palomino Blackwing uh, <laughs> pencil? Maybe. No? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're just grasping for like, like, what do I call this character? And you're just looking at what's on your desk. <laughs> Jack didn't go in for any of that bougie shit, man. Just give me a Ticonderoga with the little right. green circles on the, the eraser. eraser on the end. Now he, um, this this story, this whole story feels very like Prince Valiant or like knights kind of stuff, where it's like they set up a challenge and then. If, if you're able to do this very difficult challenge, which is to shoot three ropes off of her as she's like being burned at the stake, then that shows that like God is on your side, which is very much like a part of all that like King Arthur kind of stuff. Like we're going to sword fight to figure out who's in the right. And, you know, God's not going to let the wrong guy win. Whoever wins, God's on your side. So right. that, that's like they, they spell that out here. And of course, Clay Duncan does it. But like the action scene is set up well the the um parameters of it and then watching it play out yes but our uh gun runners are still not accounted for yet they're not in trouble and clay and palomino get to go back to the boys ranch grab some dinner where clay finds out that angel went in his place to sort of keep the name of the crew uh you know strong yeah. within uh, the, the community and Clay, he's upset about that, man. He's gonna go. He's gonna go uh, abuse the child, uh, but it turns out that the boy's sleeping. And when he's asleep, he he's an angel. When he's awake, <laughs> he's or, he's an ornery cuss. But when he's asleep, he's an angel. And this was this is like another Kirby trope. When Angel goes to fight uh, the the big gun in town, he says, Angel says, Clay sent me because you're not even worth his time. Like yeah. and that that's like. Um, Captain America would do that with Bucky, where it's like with Hitler. With Hitler, it's like you're not worth my time. I'm gonna have this little kid beat you up. Yeah, you know, very emasculating. More, I think Kirby inking himself on these spot illustrations. I think so. It, like, it definitely does not feel like uh, Joe Simon. And and like, why waste your time handing this off to some? Like, he might not even have penciled it. He might right. have gone straight to ink. It's like these are just quickie little spot illustrations. Let me w knock this thing out. Here you go. Yeah, I I wonder if anybody ever read any of these things. <laughs> I I've been I've been reading like the the early Stan Lee ones just yeah. to kind of get a sense of like what this guy's br bringing to the table from day one. Now this story it interweaves with the ending, right? Yeah, with because um, we're getting Clay Duncan's yeah, his, origin story. His origin story, and um, like it it kind of uh and and his origin story it's kind of like uh it you. Like Kirby's told this kind of story again and again. It's kind of like Thor and Loki, where he, where Clay Duncan grows up with Geronimo, right. and then um, 
you know, and, and at least in this story, Geronimo is portrayed as, as being like a villain, like, like the Loki to his Thor. And, um, you know, like the, it's very familiar, like, you know, it's, it's, it's familiar tropes in general, but then also familiar, like specifically to Kirby's body of work. Look at this color right here, man. Yeah. Green as shadow. Maybe Kirby colored this page, you know, cause this looks like Kirby's crazy coloring and another silent moment, you know, just this like powerful moment of like this guy going into the fire to save this little kid. Beautiful body language. Like if I just mm -hmm. saw the figure, I would, I would say uh Kubert. And then, and then like this blunt stuff right here is such a beautiful drawing. It's also a little bit uh, like Harry Potter's origin. <laughs> <laughs> Very busy panels, but broken up perfectly. And um, do they set up that the guy who kills his parents is the gun runner or, or did, did I just read too much into this? Oh, and so, yeah, they're sort of having their boyhood adventures together. Uh, Clay, Clay Duncan and Geronimo. So many pages spent on that. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, and then he worked at a boys ranch. Yeah. Well, because with a bunch of other kids who had no friends, this stuff they're recapping on this page is like boys ranch issue one. Yeah. You know, so this is all stuff we've never seen before the, ch the childhood. And again, like we talk about origin stories so often, the first issue that Kirby does isn't an origin. He like, again and again he knows to like bring in the origin later yeah. let's just see the guy in full action get you to care about exactly him. before you find out his backstory it's like new gods it's you know like all kinds of stuff ads for the next issue now this next issue it teases mother delilah which is like the specific story that kirby would cite as his best story prior to like new gods after he started doing new gods he would cite you know stories from there as as his as his best story but mother delilah M mother delilah is good i like this issue a little better like it's just sort of more to my taste there's a lot of cool stuff going a lot of pieces coming together mother delilah is very focused and and has like a punch to it but but this is just like like what a what a cool package this this like issue like when you think of a comic book yeah as a complete experience and, and we try to do that with our own work but. all of these pieces are actually not in the the marvel reprint so i don't okay. have this yeah and this stuff's like so much fun yeah so much I, fun I, to me. They, they include one or yeah. two but i think probably just to break up that uh double page spread mm -hmm. part and then this like look yeah, at this cc back wannabe type Tootsie. shit i think it might actually be cc back these captain tootsie things are pretty oh bill schreiber Okay, yeah, because the, the Captain Tootsie's pretty famous. And look what else is being published. All comic strip stuff. Joe Palooka, Blondie, Dick Tracy. Damn, Dagwood has... There's Blondie and Dagwood. I think um, Al Harvey, who, who ran Harvey Comics, was um, Joe Simon's brother-in-law. Mm. So they kind of had this like ongoing editorial relationship. I see. And it's before uh, the Harvey comics where, uh, like the Richie Riches, when you just open it up and there's an ad. You ever see those <sighs> no. in the 70s? Very cool. Yeah, this. I mean, this is a, a really neat era. It's it's Simon and Kirby have been working together for a long time. They, they're getting like more control over like the overall packaging of everything. And yet it's right before the comics code, too. So it's kind of this sweet spot of like creativity and 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 you know getting your chops it's it's um like i said the stuff i was saying about like the surface of it that's just one thing but but the storytelling the writing the 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 panel flow the world building it's it, you know it's just a phenomenal comic was just with uh howard chaykin this past weekend he came to pittsburgh to visit and uh someone at the table was just like what what, what kirby 
haven't I seen that that I need to check out? Uh-huh. And Uncle Howie was singing the virtues of uh, the Boys Ranch comics in a, awesome. in, a, in a big bad way, man. Uh, the Mother Delilah story is one that came up, and uh-huh. I just said, well, you know what? Matter of fact, we're going to be taking a look at uh, issue two this forthcoming week, and I'm very happy that I did. Perhaps next week, uh, well, perhaps next time you come to the the studio, we take a look at the Mother Delilah story. Yeah, there. I this is the only original Boys Ranch issue I have, but in the Simon and Kirby library, like oversized the, the Abrams thing, book. They, yeah, the Abrams book. They reprint Mother Delilah from like the original art. So that's a really cool way to read that story. If we want to do that next time. Shouts to Charlie Kochman. I know Jimmy has that book. You have that book. That's uh, good to go. Kay Fabers. Like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new videos are available. And if you're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the end of the month, come to Heroes Con and come say hi to Jim Rugg and myself. Tom, what do you have out there? Um, check out, uh, to, to find the background story on the making of Boys Ranch, read Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. I have Fantastic Four Grand Design. Um, go to uh, my Patreon at patreon.com and see the comics I've been working on for the past two years. And uh, check out my YouTube channel, Total Recall Show. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Issue 1, 2, 3, and 4 are in the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Banned in more than 30 countries. Banned in more than 10 comic shops. But if you go to my link tree in the description below this video, you're going to be able to find a link to order said comics. You're going to find a link to my Patreon where you can read those comics right now this second. Three bucks will get you the archive over there for more than 200 pages worth of comics material. And I put up new strips every uh, Tuesday. Tom, now that Jim is off on assignment, you have a big responsibility, man, and that's to give the people their marching orders. Read more comics.